Listen, everybody, Mike and I have been wanting to do this episode for a long time, and we, we just want to warn everyone that it's extremely immature. So, so if this is not your sense of humor, feel free to skip this episode. Just move it along. If you don't want to hear us talking at length about movie characters going to the bathroom and doing the nasty, just, uh, you know, don't listen. Yeah, that's all. But if you Great. do, enjoy. And uh, buckle up. Imagine if uh, human beings had to like, they they shit so intensely, they flew off the toilet. (laughs) So you had (laughs) seatbelts on your toilets and you're just like, hey, buckle up. Um, I took a tour of uh, the underground city in Seattle. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they basically built their city on top of the other city, or they basically built their city on top of the previous iteration of Seattle, because uh, they just were like, oh, maybe we should build the city that's so close to the ocean on a higher um, plane from like the water level. Right. But anyway, so um, part of the tour was that under the city of Seattle um, are just like toilets sprinkled around in the sewers. Because really? they ordered a bunch of toilets from England or something. They just got them shipped there. They didn't have indoor plumbing yet at this point in history. Uh, but I, I think they ordered too many. So they just have toilets kind of sprinkled around under the city. Mm-hmm. Of just like if you look in a sewer grate, sometimes you can just see a shattered, you know, late 1800s toilet. Really? Yeah, it's kind of weird. But then also, That's cool. they had some sort of water pressure issue where they had the piping going down this giant hill. So mm-hmm. basically, I don't exactly know the science of how this works, but basically when people would flush, the water pressure would be too high, and it would basically just blast them up into the air. <laughs> so people would sometimes get injured because when they flushed, they would actually literally get blasted into the air. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and then I think they eventually solved their, their problems. The city of Seattle has an insane kind of dumb history. That, no, no kidding, hey? When I was when I was there, um, uh, I was on a three million dollar yacht, and I got to take a dump in a yacht. But why were you on a, a yacht in Seattle? I uh, so on my way to California last like March, sort of just before the pandemic really struck. I, mm-hmm. I drove to California, but I have family in Seattle, so I oh, stayed right. with them, and they have friends who had a yacht that they watch, so we stayed on the yacht. Oh, that's amazing! It was it was in a harbor there, and uh, well, that's it that was sounds awesome. pretty legendary. Yeah, we both got to be in uh, California, like right before the, the pandemic cusp. hit, right on the yeah. cusp of the pandemic. Yeah, because I remember there was like one case. Uh, there was like three cases, I think, that they had reported in the United States at that time when I was in San Francisco. Yeah, same. And yeah, and I was was like, is, and one and one of them was in Seattle actually. Oh, really? Or yeah, and I had to pass through there on my uh, flight back home. So I was like, mm-hmm. am I going to get this? On the way back. But we also didn't really know what it was. No, the the gravity of the situation wasn't really uh, clear or yeah. salient to us till many weeks later. Yeah, it just seemed like a oh, SARS again, huh? Yeah. Where yeah. SARS kind of like hit some places really hard, but then it kind of just got solved real quick. Whereas, mm-hmm. as we know, that wasn't the case this time. It's true. It's true. Well, let's get to, let's get to the, the epi at hand. Yeah, this, this one's a real doozy, folks. So in our in our stalker episode, the episode where we covered stalker and 
um, yoga hosers. We did briefly discuss the uh, idea of a side podcast called When Did They Poop? Mm-hmm. Or When Did They Which Poop? Which is now called When Did They Poop slash PP slash Pukey Puke. Yeah. <laughs> um, the three Ps is what we call it. Yeah, because basically uh, in movies, characters rarely go to the bathroom unless it's for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to wonder, hey, when did they poop? When when did they three peas? Yeah, I think that's what the inquiring minds want to know. You know, cinephiles are quite are asking themselves the world over, clamoring for answers. When did they? And poop? that's why we're here, Mike. That's yeah. why we were put on this planet um, to inform the people. This might be a disaster. This might be the episode that makes people stop listening to us, <laughs> but also maybe funny. And this might be our most listened to episode because we're going to talk about something truly universal. Truly universal. Yeah. A few things are more universal than this, actually. Um, So before we um, uh, talk about films and like maybe when they went to the bathroom or whatever, we should talk about like we should contextualize the history of um, the absence of cinematic bathrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as I can tell, I did a little brief research and the first Feature-length film to display a bathroom was The Crowd, which is a King Vidor film from 1928. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a silent drama, but a guy who thinks he's, like, really smart. He's delusional, and then he enters society, and he becomes disenfranchised and dissatisfied. It doesn't sound like a great movie. It's considered a masterpiece. I've never seen it. Mm. Forty years later, 1960 rolls around, and you have the first flushing toilet, which is in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the first flushing toilet in cinematic history. As far as I can tell from the seven minutes of mostly Reddit research I did. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. Also, people on Reddit got heated because they were talking about really obscure films and stuff where like you could see a toilet briefly in the background yeah. or whatever. So there was like a conversation on Reddit specifically about this? Yeah. And they were, were they, was it asking the same question? Like when did these characters poop or was it just like, when did toilets first appear in movies? It had nothing to do with characters going to the bathroom and it had everything to do with specifically toilets. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's a real absence of, uh, you know, toilets in cinematic history. Well, it's interesting that, uh, you know, throughout cinematic history, also your people weren't really like allowed to kiss on screen also for like large stretches of movie history so it's that's right strange that there's so much about just human nature that is censored for some reason like what is it about mm-hmm. film as a medium and probably not the only medium but what is it about film as a medium that um, makes it so we want to ignore things like you know smooching or or pooping well what, what's interesting too is like what the primary thing we're discussing is like North American film and Hollywood film. Yeah, exactly. Which which has really strict censorship that like started in the early thirties or late twenties and uh was in effect for a long, long time. And like Psycho had some pretty famous battles for its censorship. Yeah. Um but I'm sure films made in other parts of the world, maybe I don't I don't know, I'm not well versed enough, but maybe there are scenes from you know, a film in the 20s or 30s and there's just like somebody taking a mad dump. You know what I mean? Or like smooching for a long time. Who knows? Or doing both at the same time. Okay, we're going (laughs) too far already. This is a mistake. This is a mistake. No, but um, do you think Psycho, like the shower scene in Psycho, 
was probably mm-hmm. daring for its time regarding like not the nudity because you don't see anything, but just the implied, I guess, nudity mm-hmm. on top of the extreme implied violence, which is all done through editing. Yes. So you don't actually see any murdering. It's all editing that makes it seem so vicious and violent. Um, do you think that having the toilet flush was also like another way Hitchcock was kind of being a rebel to the system? I think so. I think that was his version of a huge FU to the yeah. establishment because he was pretty frustrated. And his there's actually a film called Hitchcock. I think Anthony Hopkins plays mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock, and it's about the making of Psycho, and it, it documents pretty well the sort of battle he had. And like, there's a reason he made it in black and white. He used the, the, the TV crew he was using for his TV show. They shot it. He funded it. Mm-hmm. They shot it really quickly and then it became a seminal classic because it was trailblazing for the time and i do think a flushing toilet is integral to that trailblazing nature of the film i know that's what i think i'm wondering yeah. so who is i it's been a while since i saw psycho who was the one who flushed the toilet was it janet lee as uh what's her face i, I assume so i haven't seen the film in so long i can't really remember i watched it like two halloweens ago oh yeah uh very good still holds up what are your thoughts on the Gus Van Sant frame shot for shot remake? I have not seen it. Um, I haven't either. <laughs> I think somebody, and it may have been Steven Soderbergh, um, put them both up on Vimeo side by side mm. just to compare the two things. I don't understand why they made that movie. I think the casting also is like wild. Vince Vaughn and Anne Hesch both, I guess, made sense in the 90s, but now it seems like poor casting choice. Well, and Vince Vaughn played, he did some dramatic stuff in the 90s, like Clay Pigeons mm-hmm. and a few other films. Swingers. He did get serious for a while before yeah. he did Old School and Dodgeball. Yeah, well, I remember when he was in all those yeah serious indie movies back in the 90s. So it, yeah. it, I guess it made sense at the time, but even even then it was, it just seemed like a why bother Mm-hmm. But maybe, mm-hmm. well, Janet Lee was like a big deal, but Anthony Perkins wasn't, was he? No, I don't think so. I think that was this huge sort of breakout. He he had done smaller <laughs> stuff and was always like a supporting character, but that was his first sort of like knockout role. There maybe was, his only knockout role? Well, he did, I mean, he did the Psycho sequels. Which he directed as well. Yeah, he ran. he ran with that train. He was like, I got to... Hey, man, when somebody gives you that much gravy on a train, you just got to hop on board and ride it in the direction it's going. You know what I mean? And slurp up the gravy while you're on the train before it spills. Slurp up the gravy and then get some indigestion from all that gravy. Because you've been vegan for a long time and you have all this like meat-based gravy. And then, you know what? You got to beeline it for uh, a restroom. You're really good at metaphors. Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) Um, That's true. So one thing that I actually... Um, regret not buying uh-huh. uh, H&M for some reason was selling these psycho t-shirts like a year or two ago oh and uh, but it was not the Hitchcock movie psycho it was the Gus Van Sant movie psycho oh. so you could just buy these t-shirts that had Vince Vaughn on it and it had the psycho font underneath and this came out in like 2018 or 2019 oh weird so it was like why does this exist and I think it was some just like offloaded merch from the nineties, maybe that they just picked up and were like, this is retro. But also Mm -hmm. I had heard that it was, um, created specifically like 
to sell through H&M. Like it was bespoke. Huh. But there, but that seems to coincide maybe with the Vince Vaughn renaissance. Post, post-comedy. So like pre-comedy, he's doing indie dramas. Post-comedy, he's doing indie dramas. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it kind of maybe started with True Detective season two, which wasn't very good, but his character was interesting. He did a good job. Yeah. Um, and then he does a great job. Have you seen Seaberg? No. He's in it as an FBI agent, and he is great. Hmm. He plays a real sick puppy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a known Republican also. Oh, really? That doesn't surprise me. Uh, some friends of mine uh, stayed at his parents' Airbnb in uh, L.A., I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were talking about Trump a lot. This was back when Trump was uh, just getting elected. Mm, interesting. interesting. Uh, but how things have changed... How time has flown. Not to, not to bring that up, but <laughs> how how the world is being flushed, yeah, down a toilet. But regarding Psycho the movie, who is yes. the one who flushes the toilet? I don't know. Should I go on this Reddit thread again? Try to find it. Um, well, I think it was Janet Lee. She flushes the toilet when she was in the bathroom before the shower. Probably. I think it has to be her because why would it be Anthony Perkins? Yeah. Um, so I guess to ask the question, when did they poop? It was probably right before the shower. I That's when I do it. So that would make sense for Janet Lee to do it then. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Anthony Perkins does it that way too. We covered some great ground here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a side note. So Janet Lee steals the money, right? In the beginning of the film, that like yes. insurance money or whatever. And from what I gather, that drive she goes on is very long. Yes. She falls asleep. She gets pulled over by the cop. And if somebody has been driving long enough that they need to pull over and fall asleep, chances are they had to waz a couple times at mm-hmm. least. Well, with all that rain too. Exactly. And the film, maybe you you like you know how like Hitchcock was famous for sexual innuendo and like North by Northwest ends with the train entering the tunnel mm-hmm. as uh, you know like the kiss at the end of the movie. Maybe that was his version of being like. Like, you know, Janet Lee's wazzing all the time. Check out all this rain. It's a visual metaphor. Truly, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe he thought about that. He, he was a master. Yeah. And speaking of Hitchcock, James Stewart in Rear Window, he has that big cast. What a logistical nightmare going to the bathroom would be. Oh, I know. But he definitely he has, has done he, it. Oh, for sure. You have to. Yeah. So when you're asking when did they poop in Rear Window, every... Four or five hours in the story, you know? Yeah. Um, wait, no. People don't poo that often. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're shitting like four or five times a day. But you, you never know when he's like, oh, look, Miss Lonely Hearts. And then like previous, like right before he, you know, brought out his binoculars or whatever and was talking about Miss Lonely Hearts, he mm-hmm. unleashed a, a mad grumpy. <laughs> This is good Good content. This is good um, content. Wait, wait, I want to do one more Hitchcock one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When did they poop in the birds? Uh, those birds be pooping all the time. Whenever That's they want. That's true. Whenever they want. But here's the thing. So who's who's in that? Kim Novak? Or who's the lead? E, no, it's not Kim Novak. It is uh, Tippi Hedren. Right, Tippi Hedren. So Tippi Hedren meets the male lead, whose name I forget. They, they like start their courtship. Uh, they, they immediately sort of uh, have to s- s- be in close quarters for a long time. 
sort of awkward early on to be like, uh, I've just met you, but we're both sort of like sequestered in this house because of the birds and we're under siege, you know, just being like, listen, I got to use your bathroom and you're, you're going to hear things that you cannot hear. Uh, just, just be loud. I disagree with that actually. Oh, because, good. because the birds were squawking all the time. So it'd actually be a great time to make some, to make some bathroom noise. Squawking. That's true, actually. Yeah, it would be. It'd be like, oh, this is this feel. This is good because I. This is good because I don't have to worry about turning the tap on or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Turning on the shower. <laughs> yeah, just turning the shower on. Just like, yep, just having a very very short shower. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna walk out and be completely dry and in the same clothes I was wearing when I entered the bathroom. Yeah, like when you when the birds are attacking, and you have to use the washroom. Do you like? Just use it as a moment to reflect and just kind of like take a breather. Or are you like stressful? Is it stressful in there? Just be like, oh man, those birds. Uh, I hate this situation. I feel like I would have like a moment to reflect to be like, this is nuts. Yeah, totally. It'd be a moment of 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 clarity and sanctuary. I would imagine. Yeah, well, that's the thing with the, with some movies. You don't ever get the the scene where someone uses the washroom. But you also don't really ever get those other scenes where someone gets a has a moment of reflection to think about just the preposterous uh, plot that they're involved in. Like, do screenwriters think about the bathroom at all when they're writing a script? Because I wonder, like, some of, you know, like, does Mank think about, you know, Kane is a human being and has to drop a deuce? Yeah. So when's that going to happen? And also trying to illustrate the less flattering um, aspects of uh, that character, you know, a scene where he's dropping a deuce would be really, you know, useful. I would like to hear more. I just think, you know, Herman Mankiewicz is like out to get um, William Randolph Hearst. He's, he's, he's out to make this film as like a social commentary and really bring attention to this man who has some, you know, unsavory characteristics and uh, maybe, you know, an effective way to just really illustrate to the audience, especially an audience that's never seen a bathroom before in a film. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, here's a scene, Charles Foster Kane dropping and clogging a mad, you know, palatial <laughs> turlet. You know what I mean? Just just really going hog wild. And then there's just a scene of him plunging, plunging a turlet. I, well, he wouldn't plunge it. He's a rich guy. You make a good point. You make a good point. Maybe he wouldn't plunge it. Maybe he would, though, because he's reminiscing about his childhood when he's poor and he had the sled, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, just seeing some some uh, perfectly formed rosebuds in the toilet would remind him. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> remember, um, those, remember those chocolates? You went too far, Mike. Oh, remember those chocolates called rosebuds? Yeah, I do. I yeah, do. those are good. Oh, I could go for those right now, actually. <laughs> There's a film I want to talk about because almost every movie has nothing to do with bathrooms except for two that mm-hmm. we've watched, Shrek and Ghoulies 3. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually, yeah. So we, like, unknowingly have, have covered films where there is very uh, explicit bathroom scenes. Yes. Shrek has the famous outhouse with the moon on the door. And um, somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. Okay, so let's talk about Shrek really quick, Mike, because we we know when Shrek drops a mad deuce. 
we don't know when Donkey does. Do we ever see Donkey reading a newspaper? Well, Donkey, if he's anything like his uh, other equine counterparts, he just kind of does it as he walks. Right, right. But that doesn't seem like it would happen within the Shrek universe. I don't know. I feel like when he's just like, hey, Shrek, uh, can I stay with you? And then they're walking along the in the forest and stuff. And he's just dropping deuces as he walks? Yeah. <laughs> Gross. I remember, I've ridden a horse once, and it was a visceral experience. Yeah, it can be, yeah. It's pretty gross. I have fond um, memories of going to summer camp, and we did uh, horse riding briefly, and there was a horse named Pierogi who was old and farted a lot. <laughs> probably because he's eaten so many pierogies. Yeah, probably. But yeah, yeah Pierogi was, his, his reputation preceded him. Right. They were like, oh, Mike got the stinky horse. Yeah. But what's worse, riding pierogi or being on the horse behind pierogi? Oh, 100% being behind pierogi. Yeah, yeah. Horse farts must be just earth shattering. (laughs) Although, doesn't Donkey fart in Shrek? Uh, No, I think he actually, Shrek farts in his mouth at one point. Right, It's not like it was a setup. He's just walking behind Shrek and then he's like, my mouth was open. Right, right. You have really good recall of Shrek. I feel like you watch it once or twice a week. Uh, no, I just, I just know it. I just know it <laughs> by heart. <laughs> yeah, by heart. It's in my um, veins. Okay. So what's interesting about uh, Ghoulies is we do see characters sitting on toilets, but it's the only like we never. The one character sitting on a toilet is reading a, a comic book, right? Yeah. In the beginning of Ghoulies 3, so you don't actually see anybody go to the bathroom. That is true. Um, But then you see uh, sort of the underworld that is these Ghoulies coming out of the toilet. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of interesting because it's an inversion of what you'd normally expect. And also we should keep in mind we need to use the proper nomenclature. It's a phantasmagorical toilet. Oh, right. A phantasmagorical turlet. I forgot that that. Yes, 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 yes. That term was coined. But but here's the thing. Do we ever see the ghoulies go to the bathroom? I mean, logically, if because they get really into frat lifestyle. That's true. Yes. So odds are they are trapping each other in boxes and peeing on each other. Right. Just right. like the haze, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, right. That makes sense. Like building a wooden box for specifically for the purpose of imprisoning someone for a short period of time and then peeing mm-hmm. on them. I think a film we can't go without talking about is uh, Love Guru because you see Ben Kingsley pee into a bucket. That's right. And yeah. then make make uh, the two children hit each other with mops soaked in his urine, which is interesting because that's not really a bathroom scene, but it's like, when did he go to the bathroom? You know. Yeah, you, you, you took know. a mad waz into a bucket. Academy Award winning... Actor. Actor. <laughs> uh, ben Kingsley. Uh, well, I mean, it's interesting you bring up The Love Guru uh, because it was one of the bad movies on our list of like movies that we did last year. Mm-hmm. And similarly, Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. I feel like most of the movies where you actually have some sort of implication of the bathroom. Uh, is a bad film. Is usually a bad film, yeah. Like Yoga Hosers so, also. Why is that? Well, uh, I don't know. I feel like just I feel like if you feel like you have to go there, your film is lacking subtlety. And right. uh, it, it 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 you know I think most people say show don't tell, but in this case, 
I guess it's... That's a bad thing? It's a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was going somewhere. I was just kind of improvising that paragraph. But. Yeah. Well, I, I like I like what you said, Mike. I I don't agree. But subtlety doesn't isn't an indicator of a good film because Shrek is not a subtle film, but no. it's a masterpiece. Yeah. And there are many a, mo- a moment uh, illustrating... Uh, the use or the subject matter centering around a turlet. Well, Shrek is, so, I think, the one of the rare instances of the films we covered over the last year where that is, um, where it is the good movie that right decides to go there and gets away with it. Okay, interesting. I think, yeah, there are certainly films we we we've like the majority of what we covered. The bad films will feature a toilet, and the bad the good films won't. Mm-hmm. But there are good films featuring turlets. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any examples of movies that we covered over the last year where you where you have an idea of when did they poo? That's a great question. I was thinking in robot jocks, mm-hmm. because they gotta be in the suit for so long, they probably <laughs> have a trap door out the back and you just kinda like you know how old pilots, you know, on like bomber runs and stuff, they would just mm-hmm. have to like shit in a in a bucket and keep flying. Yes, I imagine that is the same in robot jocks because you get in there and you you don't know when you're going to get out. So they have a trap door similar to our onesie. Go to our website, check out our merch. Yeah, uh, from justinacane.com slash merchandise slash trap door slash onesie. Um, <laughs> that implies but, that implies the existence of other products that involve trap doors. Well, we've we've got them. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, we do. The, the bottomless bucket. That's a great bucket. bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, a ring, basically. <laughs> like a tube. Anywho, back to what's important here. I think they would have a trapdoor in their like robot suit. Right. And then they could just like dump as they go. Cause also they'd be shitting themselves scared. Yeah. That is true. Everyone had a lot of machismo in that movie, but let's be honest. They were scared. I would be. If I had to get into a giant robot suit and punch somebody in the face who's also in a robot suit. That's scary stuff. Uh, I have an answer to where, when did they poop for 12 Angry Men. Oh, yes. Just like they're trapped in that room the entire time. At a certain point, they're going to have a bathroom break. It's I can't true. necessarily pinpoint when in the film they actually were like, okay, guys, we're going to have a little break, go to the bathroom, you know, take five, have a bio break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it had to have happened. It's not like, yeah, Some at some point during the running time of the film, the characters were like, you know what, I'm just going to step out. Some character might have had to have a smoke. Well, that's, yeah, that's absolutely true. And they're like, they do give you breaks. Have you ever done jury duty? No. I have. And they do give you breaks. Really? Yeah, yeah. They give you bathroom breaks. They give you like, they they take you for walks. Do you get paid to do jury duty? Yeah. Do you get sequestered if everybody can't come to a conclusion? And they put yes. you in a hotel like on that Simpsons episode? That's exactly what they do, yeah. Oh, sweet. So our, our cutoff time within 10 minutes of when we were going to get sequestered was when we came to a verdict. And nobody wanted to be sequestered? No, I did. I was like, I'm down. But yeah, everyone everyone was so fed up. It was mostly like parents. And they were like, my kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I got to get home, make craft dinner for my kid. And I was like, I don't have anything going on. This is great. I feel like your your yeah your reaction to being sequestered when you're doing jury duty kind of says a lot about where you are in life or who yeah. you are as a person <laughs> and how many responsibilities you have. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I think I would also be like, sweet free hotel. 
Yeah, exactly. It's just like a fun novelty. Because like, how yeah. often do you get sequestered by the government? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you sounds know? that sounds sweet. And you're like, you know, you have to stay in your room. You're not allowed to like leave or fraternize. Can I ask a question about the trial itself? Sure. Did you do it? N- no. 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 Okay. The answer was was no. It was cool, man. It was a cool experience. I was like fresh. Uh, I was young when I did it. Hmm. Yeah. And I was the foreman. Really? Yeah, because everyone was afraid to speak publicly. And I was like, I'll do it. Which juror were you then? If you what remember. You From 12 Angry Men. If you oh, had to. I was the guy who wanted to go on the baseball game. No. Actually, fuck, man. I can't really. All I remember is, uh, you know what I was? I was the old man, the very sensible old man who's the first one to like try to change the tide after Henry Fonda, I think. Uh, so juror number nine? Yeah, I was juror number nine. Uh, okay, so going Do you back. Believe going, me. No, I'm just, I'm just. I, <laughs> no, I believe you. Just going back to the the, the jurors, and then also referencing a earlier uh, episode we did about Twelve Angry Men and the Babysitters Club. You're juror number nine. That means that as a babysitter, you're Stacy. Oh, see, I'll take that. That's great because we 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 figured out which juror was which babysitter. Right. Right. Truly, one of the most Important tasks any podcast has ever endeavored to pursue. I have to say, that was a rock-solid episode. It was a pretty ballin' episode for sure, yeah. Yeah, not as good as this uh, bathroom etiquette (laughs) episode, but, uh, you know, they can't all be gold like this one. No, they all can't be gold. Um, Christmas in Wonderland. Yes. That was an episode. If anybody should know when the characters went to the bathroom, it's you. Um, I actually probably just based on my knowledge of West Edmonton Mall because it is in the city we live in. I've yes. been in, I've been in there many many times. Mm-hmm. I spent an Did entire I? summer there every pretty much every day uh, working on Christmas in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, I could actually go through the movie and figure out where they are in the mall, and then try and figure out figure out where the nearest the nearest bathroom, bathroom is. is, and be like, okay, logically, this would have been a time when the character would have done this, given the plot, how the plot is moving, and then how close they are to an available washroom. If we had the time, it would be awesome to scene by scene plot out, like get get the blueprints of the mall, mm-hmm. and then go scene by scene and plot out the nearest bathroom and say which characters would go to which bathroom. Yeah, at what time? When did when did they use the washroom in the film Salo or 120 Days of Sodom? Uh, just watch the movie and you'll find out. Yeah, goes without saying. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Next. Thank you. Uh-huh. Next. Let's rattle it off. What's the next one, Mike? A talking cat. Oh boy, are you talking about the cat itself? I'm talking about anybody. So I think we should talk about the cat because obviously that in that mansion there must be a litter box, probably in a closet or like a. A pantry situation um, and or underneath the stairs um, and I'd imagine I know that cat was trying to impart a lot of uh, boy that movie is not coming back to me it was so unremarkable I'm having well, a hard time remembering scenes but I know that cat had a litter box and it could just go anytime it wanted though this is a question this movie makes me think about uh, cat actors yes they can't use like a honey bucket or they can't use the available house toilets. So does that mean that they bring like a litter box on set for the cats? They would. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do the team, because teamsters are the ones who have to like manage the honey wagons. Do the teamsters also have to manage the cat cradle? 
Yeah. Are there cat teamsters? Cat teamsters, right. The cat wranglers. Well, are they humans or are there other cats who just kind of like sit around and then have to move the, the toilets? And people always make fun of them for being lazy. I heard the cat union's pretty intense, so they probably like to keep it within the species. Yeah, the, the, life, the life insurance policy through the union is very expensive because you have to, it's nine times more expensive as a human one. So here is something we should bring up, though. So the voice of the talking cat is that guy. Eric Roberts. He recorded his VO supposedly in a bathroom. That's right. It does sound like it was recorded in a bathroom. And one can only assume during their session he would kick out the sound recording person. (laughs) That's why you hear so many uh, matches going off in the (laughs) audio recording because he's just like... Just like, and just like burning them out, trying to smoke out the poo smell. Yeah. Because they didn't have any poopery. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Um, Star Wars Holiday Special. That guy in the cantina who has a head that uh, E. Arthur, I think, pours like water or something into his head. He has kind right. of like a bowl shaped head. Do you think yeah. he ever gets like mistaken? I bet you drunk people off the roof will try to pee into his head as a bit. <laughs> I would. I would bet money. So, yeah. so he other just hates aliens. It. He hates it, but yet he still goes to the the bar because you know, got a party, got to got to meet people. Well, here's still. the thing, like you know, like in Cheers, everyone keeps going to that bar even when they're having a bad time at the bar because yeah. it becomes that bar in that film is like Cheers, but on an intergalactic level. It's it's your neighborhood pub where you got to hang out, hang out with your other bounty hunters, really, you know, catch up with old friends, shoot the shit. Gotta say, it's surprising that you bring up Cheers. Why? It's a first for sure. Yeah. But also, just as a side note, Cheers uh, brings up bathrooms all the time. Really? Norm pees almost every episode. Are you serious? Yeah. What does he, what does he do? Does he like, uh, I got to go to the bathroom? Or does he? Yeah. And then he, and then he leaves the scene and then Cliff will say something funny about Norm. Like, what does Cliff say? Is he just like, I don't know how he pees. He damaged his urethra in that car accident. <laughs> that's that's an exact line from the show <laughs> oh goodness um in in the movie cats so here's the thing they're they're all strays right oh interesting yeah because i was going to bring up to there are there litter boxes for them like nah. off camera no way they're all stray cats which means they're just going to town oh, yeah i guess i i just assumed cat equals litter box but there are no litter boxes in the city well in nature are there litter boxes in nature Yes, like piles of what? sand. I've seen our I've seen our cats use the garden before. I know that. Oh they, really? Just, oh, you you've seen it firsthand. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's what a litter box is to them—just a garden yeah. or just a pile of dirt, just outside. They think so. Anything outside. grainy, right? Like anything like granular, something you can use to bury your business. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. You know, with the push of a button. Yeah, we're no different than cats. It's true. It's true. Um, except we read, you know, the New York Times or Lifetime magazine. Uh, in, in the movie um, Ready Player One. I don't have a good answer. Do they even have a bathroom in like that kid's apartment? Well, yeah, I'm sure he does. But I think if you're that invested in VR, you do a thing called poop sock in it. What's that? Just care, just bring a sock with you. I've never heard of this. Is is that what longtime gamers do? Because I know like I think uh, it's people a, I think who it's are professional gamer gamers will wear diapers. Oh, really? Yeah, like I've I've heard that it's like you know um 
there's a game that's like quite famous that you play on the computer and then oh, there goodness, are you're huge... being you're being very specific right now. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I'm trying to help you. You're dropping here. a lot of um, really, really solid clues. <laughs> but it like maybe it's uh StarCraft. Oh yeah, right. StarCraft. Yeah, yeah, StarCraft. There's StarCraft competitions and they'll go on for like days, I believe. And these people will just just go to town uh and in their diapers. I wonder what the company Blizzard thinks about kind of like the the behaviors they facilitated. I bet they're eating it up. Yeah, I mean they 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 definitely are money wise for sure. No, I mean I think socially. Maybe 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 their secret mission statement is to corrode humanity. What do you think? And they're doing it one multimillionaire video game player at a time. Esports players do this? I don't know if they do. Hmm. Man, I don't know shit about video games. That's the problem. Because Blizzard also makes Warcraft, and Warcraft famously ruins people's lives because they get so addicted to it that they don't... Is that what I'm thinking of instead of StarCraft? No, StarCraft, it, or... StarCraft is the same, though. Warcraft oh, is, I oh, think, okay. an immersive MMO, whereas StarCraft is kind of like a strategic uh, attacking game. And that's the official genre title, by the way. Um, okay, okay. So yeah, but I, I I have been I was in South Korea and I they had a StarCraft channel. Oh really? Like that's how big it is. There's like a StarCraft wow. esports channel that you could watch. I, I heard when you order the game, if you don't download it and you get a hard copy, or even if you download it, you download the game and then uh, they'll mail you just a pack of depends as a sort of like a bonus item to sweeten the deal. And it just has like a little handwritten note. You'll need these with a little <laughs> smiling a winky, emoji. Like yeah. sh- shittily drawn winky face. Yeah. <laughs> or it's a toilet winking. That's what it is. Little like animated toilet winking. So so let's let's go back to Ready Player One because these characters are... So you're suggesting that these characters... Because who knows how long they're in this immersive game, right? Well, it seemed like it's their entire life. Is there ever a scene where you see a trap door on these VR suits? <laughs> that's what I, That's what I want to know. Couldn't couldn't you in VR also just be taking a shit? Um, like your avatar would be just weirdly squatting for a couple <laughs> minutes or whatever. But you're just like, hey, don't mind me. Like I'm just squatting in this video game we're playing, Halo style. You know, that is funny. Just, yeah, just wait it out. You know what I mean? But really, yeah. they're just they're they're doing their business. Yeah, because the characters are so into the game that you don't think that they would take it off to use the washroom. So they just keep it on. No. They just walk over, and then the other players are just seeing them squatting. Yeah. But they don't yeah. know what they're doing exactly, but I think everybody knows. It's like, oh, okay. Well, because everyone else is doing it, too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Ready um, number two. Um, okay, what's the next movie, Mike? Fred Ott Sneeze. Considering how intense that sneeze was, I would guarantee he shit himself at the same time. I wonder, yeah, I would wonder if that's <laughs> what it was. You, you, you know how it's Dr. Strangelove, semicolon, or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb? Mm-hmm. It's Frank Ott sneeze, semicolon, or how I ship myself simultaneously while sneezing. Yeah, well, well huffing some snuff. Huffing some snuff. Airplane Mode was the bad movie from that episode, and I think you see a toilet several times in that movie. Yeah, the, the airplane toilet. You the see. airplane toilet. And you, there. you see... Um, you see a little bit too much in that film. I'd say that's a good example of they went too far in so many respects. Yeah. And uh, it was difficult to sit through, and it all really just detracted from what was already a terrible film. I think Airplane Mode kind of goes without saying. We don't really need to get into it too much. Um, the Great Escape. Uh, the Great Escape. Interesting. You see people shower. You do. 
But you don't ever see the compound's turlet situation. Like, what's the plumbing like? Well, also, when you're hiding and you're trying to escape from somewhere and you're trapped underground. Well, like, yeah. The, what's the like, situation uh, there when there's like tw- 10 guys underground and you're, you're all just like hiding underground waiting? Yeah. And like Charles Bronson digging the tunnel. Like, was he uh-huh. taking breaks? Yeah. Well, is the great escape just a metaphor for humans going to the washroom, you know? <laughs> Them just digging uh, a tunnel and then escaping? Just a big metaphor for like the human digestive system. Pretty much, yeah. That's what the movie was yeah. trying to get at. That's why it's such an acclaimed film. What about the movie Akira? I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Like when Tetsuo turned into that blob monster? Right. You got to, yeah. You know, his bowels just got loose and it didn't. Really, it didn't really matter. Just kind of got absorbed. I bet into the mass of viscera. You know what? Can we go back briefly to the Great Escape? Sure. I just yeah. thought of something. So here's here's what happened. Here's when people went to the bathroom. Everyone who got shot and died mm-hmm. dropped a deuce. Instantly. Instantly. Because everything just lets go. Yeah. So even the little Scottish guy, the gopher or whatever, hanging off that barbed wire fence, just a big doo-doo down, down the pant leg. Yeah. Yeah. And same with uh, Richard Attenborough and the other guys when they get gunned down by the machine gun mm-hmm. for escaping. Big... Just big, big pile of deuce, doo-doos everywhere. All right, all right. Um, yeah, so I, I just think people need to think about that more. You know, when, when characters pass away in film, they also just relieve themselves. <laughs> so I let's mean, just all is, take a moment and think about that. Just, ha- just, just, just have that settle in for a just, second. Yeah, or just recontextualize every film you've seen where a character dies. <laughs> Even like, um, you know, The Return of the Jedi when Darth Vader dies in Luke's arms. Just big just, dump. Just big dump Rooney. In those yeah. tight leather robot pants. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Or or when Jack dies and Rose lets go of him, mm-hmm. he he sinks, his doo-doo floats. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's not the only so, one letting go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we did what the canines were clamoring for us to do, which is break down some of the movies that we watch and figure out when... Did they poop? Uh, yes. We have actually had some canines ask us that in the past. When are you going to do that episode? Not a lot of canines, by the way. Just have to point that out. Not like... No, it's it's a handful. Uh, yeah. Not even I, a handful. Yeah, a handful being a like smidge. less than five. Yeah. Less than three? I would say, yeah, less, <laughs> less than or equal to three. Yeah, yeah, okay. So cool. just imagine that symbol from math uh, that you learned in grade three, probably. The less than Yeah, the triangle with the line. Yeah. Less than or equal to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then may- maybe to tie this up, I just want all the canines, as you uh, endeavor to watch films or TV in your life, just just keep in the back of your mind what's really important. When did they poop? Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff they cut out of cinema. That's true. That's because true. it doesn't, and I'm doing really big quote fingers here, further the plot yeah, you know which what I is, mean? we all know that isn't true. Whatever, you know? So 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 happy hunting as you uh, you look for the turlet scenes in your films that you watch. Yeah, in your own mind. That's the only yes. place you'll find them. It's true, it's true. Um, um, you should you should all email us uh, your, like, your fanfic uh, screenplays of deleted scenes that mm-hmm. you write after watching a film of scenes in which characters use the bathroom. It is interesting, though, the uh, that things are cut out just for implication's sake. 
mm-hmm. uh, or yeah. just them not thinking it's important at all. Like mm-hmm. even when characters have sex in movies, sometimes they'll just go go for it and just show the entire thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it'll be like all these like roving cameras, really just specifically featuring one of the people who's naked. Yeah, yeah um, it's true. Uh, but then sometimes it'll be like these characters had sex and you don't see it happen, but it's implied mm-hmm. and it's just as effective. Makes you think. Well, I guess it depends what kind of movie you're watching or what movie you're watching too. Like, is it super important? I always find it interesting when, when people talk about the sex scenes in movies and they're like, I did my nude scene because I thought it was super important to the plot. But mm-hmm. if you just cut the scene out of the movie and just implied those characters had sex, the audience is like, yep, I got it. I figured it out. Well, like, would Boogie Nights be better or worse without all the sex? There isn't really a whole lot of sex in the movie. There's I guess a lot not. of nudity That's, in it. Right, but not a lot of sex. So would it be better without the nudity? I feel like you could probably make a movie about porn without the nudity, I think. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah, right. I can't. I can't actually think of any scenes, with the exception of one in Boogie Nights, where characters are naked because they're filming porn. I think. Right. Right. Well, Normally I mean, I feel just... like I feel like you kind of have to have that for a couple of times. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I've, I don't know. That's I've, tough to say. I feel like there's been movies made about pornography that they didn't show anything. Right. I guess the question would be: Has there been pornography made where they didn't show anything? <laughs> That's who like knows? a real puzzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? It's all implied. They make yeah, a porn just, movie, but it's all implied. I bet you that's happened. Yeah. Very artful. Um, yeah, so maybe, you know, maybe it's a good thing that we don't know when characters poop. Well, maybe maybe that's the thesis okay. of this episode. Yeah, I was going to say, we, I don't think we need to settle on a point. <laughs> well, then let's but, not settle on a no, point. No, but I, but, I, uh, but I like where you're going with this. I like that you have... Things have to have always have meaning. I went into this thinking that films needed to show more pooping, but mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. And these, there's a reason these films don't have scenes or even moments where it's like, I just got to leave this scene right now and go uh, take a mad dump and I'll be right back. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, we don't have to agree. One, one of us true. can be Cisco, one of us can be Ebert. RIP to both. And yeah, um, Canines love it when you and I disagree. Yeah, exactly. They All call- three of them. All three of them. Less yeah. than or equal to three of them. Yeah, one of us can have the opinion, less boobin, more poopin. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, imply okay, one okay, thing, cool. but don't imply the other. Sure, sure. Okay, let's let's just say there's there's no verdict here, but uh, uh, Mike and I are just total uh, opposites. So, um, yeah, good epi, good mini, so yeah. good side, side pod, whatever the hell we call this. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at from Justin number two Kane. Wait, no, wait, don't no. <laughs> that's that's recontextualized with this episode. From Justin to Kane with like the number two, not the not spelled out. I don't know how to. I can't. I can't. How do you reference the number two without saying number two? <laughs> Numeral. Say that. No, no, no. Say number two like the pencil. Yeah, like the pencil, right? <laughs> but but then but then uh, imagine me just pointing at my butt and just mouthing the word the dumper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just 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 to fuck with people, you know. Yeah. So from Justin to Kane with the numeral two two, yeah. Uh, or like I just gotta pencil. go take a big numeral two. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people don't say that. I do. 
<laughs> I just I just learned I just learned that I say it and, and it really rolls off the tongue, buddy. Sh- that's the thing someone should do is like I gotta take a numeral too. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if someone said that in real life. Yeah, uh, that is true. Nobody says numeral enough. Anyway, no, where was I? Oh yeah, follow us on Instagram. Uh, also numeral two from Justin to Kane. Yeah, and uh, Letterboxd as well. Although we haven't updated mm-hmm. that in a while, got to get back to updating that. Um, and um, you send us an email from Justin to Kane. All all words at gmail.com. All words, yeah. Subject line: Did you take a numeral two yet? <laughs> And then talk about whatever in that email. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I I hope this episode worked. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 really find out soon. Uh, great. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode where we return to our regular format. Uh, okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.